G'day guys, it's Cam from ACC Insider Podcast here for the Australian CrossFit Championship. Today I'm going to go behind the scenes with Brandon Swan, who's completed nine Opens, seven Regionals and four games recently in the team Project X with Harriet Roberts, Jess Coughlin and Khan Porter. Hope you enjoy. G'day guys, it's Cam here for the uh, ACC Insider Podcast. I'm here today talking with Brandon Swan. Uh, Brandon, look, thank you so much for the time you've taken today, if not for the fact that you're, you're taking time out from what other, otherwise might be training or working time, but also for the fact that you've got a, a little one at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, mate. i got a, a little seven-month-old boy. Um, so this time of the day usually is his nap time, um, So, which is why we were able to set this up. But uh, he's, uh, he's woken up early, but luckily I've, I've got some, uh, some help on hand. So we've got some time to chat today. Very good. So you've taught someone in the family how to put a sleeper hold on a, on a seven-month-old. Yeah, that's right. Or a dangle <laughs> in front of him at least. It uh, seems to be the, <laughs> the thing that works. So. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So how does that go for you at the moment? Like... Um, you know, we're going to get into to work and, 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 and that sort of thing. But, you know, your, your daily routine at the moment, what, what are we, four weeks out from the Australian CrossFit Champs? Something yeah, like that? Four, four or five, yeah, four Yeah. How, like, how are you structuring your day? Are you getting any consistency with training? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the, the one thing I've had to learn to adapt to um, over the past seven months is that uh, no day is uh, entirely consistent. You, you do get your patterns with, with, with your kids and stuff, but, um, you know, like even just today, you know, usually he goes down for a couple of hours in the middle of the day and he woke up after 40 minutes. So um, every day is a little bit different. Um, I'm actually a, a full-time stay-at-home dad now. Um, so I balance that with, uh, with, with training. My wife uh, is a school principal, so she's off, uh, off working and earning the bread in the family. And I'm the one that's uh, looking after the little man. So, uh, yeah, every day is a little bit different and I've definitely had to make some adjustments over the past seven months. Um, training for me, uh, is, I guess, you know, I do consider myself an athlete, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father first and I'm going to make sure that I keep those priorities that way. So, um, mm. you know, last night I was trained till just after nine o'clock in my garage. Cause that's the time I was uh, uh, afforded to, to train. So, um, mm. you know, some days are better than others. And then there's other days where you've got to, uh, talk yourself through the tough times and, and just get it done. Yeah, right. So your your mental fortitude, you know, from, from virtually from seven months ago, you know, I guess there's as much, well, no, there'd be way more psychological adaptation for you to be in the position you're in now where despite having a, a little bub, you, you're also lined up for the ACC. Yeah, and I think that's probably been my uh, greatest uh, advancement as an athlete in the last seven months would definitely be the psychological side and, and the mental side of things. I think certainly I'm having a good patch with my competing at the moment. I've, I've, I've gotten uh, some good results of late. Um, but I really think a lot of that's uh, come down to what's happening between the years. And um, I really believe that uh, being a dad has sort of freed me up just to enjoy competing more because I, I just consider myself lucky and, and grateful to still be able to do it. So um, at the end of the day, you know, if I have a good competition or a bad competition, it doesn't uh, doesn't change my life. I, I come home and I'm I'm changing nappies and, and making bottles and, and feeding a baby the next day all the same. So um, yeah, so it uh, must be very liberating. very grounding too. It sounds like you've got a very healthy sort of perspective, uh, perhaps philosophy on it. You know. It doesn't sound like there's been any 
battle over whether or not you're an athlete or a dad. It sounds like you very eagerly put on those dad shoes and, and they're the shoes that go on first in the day. Yeah, that's correct. And then the athlete stuff is just, that's that's dad's fun time, so to speak. So, uh, you know, that's my time just to blow off a bit of steam and, and enjoy myself and, and do what I'm passionate about. So um, it's, yeah, I've, I think I've uh, found my feet in terms of where uh, where I need to be and what I need to prioritize. And um, so far, it seems to be working. Yeah, well, good on you for, for being able to find that. So if we looked at sort of a, a typical day for you, you mentioned before that you sort of your, your training session finished up at nine o'clock last night. Yeah. Are you, you know, uh, getting a session a day, two sessions a day? What are you, what are you sort of able to get away with at the moment? Yeah, I, I'm very fortunate that I've got a great support network around me um, that we've set up. So um, I, I've tried to really sort of set my life up to be able to still be competitive um, because obviously being a full-time parent is a, is a tough job. So I've, um, I've actually sort of reduced everything else that I could possibly in my life that would have caused any additional, I guess, stress or time restraints. So I'm not really uh, working anymore. I, I do a little bit of online programming, but um, I sort of do that in my spare time and I, I've cut away any coaching and uh, my, my gym is set up in my garage at home. So uh, a lot of travel time and all that sort of stuff is cut away. So those were the first mm. things I tried to really implement to make sure that I was still able to compete. And then, um, I've got, uh, my, my mother and my grandmother come over twice, twice a week each to, to give me two hours, um, in oh, right. to do some training. And then I usually get some other training in when my wife's home. So typically, uh, I'll either train in the early morning before my wife goes to work and then, um, after work when she gets home or when my, my mum or my, my grandmother come around, it's usually sort of in the mid afternoon. So, um, I'll sort of fit in a session there as well. So, uh, yeah. at the moment I'm managing two sessions a day. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. We're getting it done, but, um, hopefully it pays off in a, in a few weeks time. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, with uh, the mother and the grandmother coming around, uh, twice a week, that's fantastic for them too, because they're getting two opportunities per week to see their, uh, the grandson and their great grandson is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's correct. So they're um they're stoked at the opportunity that they get to spend more time with him as well. So it's kind of uh it's working for everybody all around at the moment. Um, yeah, hopefully, fantastic. Hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you mentioned then that uh, not coaching at the moment, a uh, little bit of online programming by yourself. So as you say, it really is the case that you are uh, uh, just a, a stay-at-home dad currently. Yeah. You know, in in every sense. Yeah, it's uh, I kind of coining the term stay at home dad, dad hyphen athlete. <laughs> that's kind of okay. that's kind of where yep. I'm at at the moment. But um, it's yep. you know, it's, but it's like I said, it's I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. They're the two things I enjoy the most in life. So I'm uh, I'm very lucky that I get to be doing them both on a daily basis. Just trying to think of how you would combine dad and athlete. Maybe fathlete, half of father, half of athlete. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. there's got to be a T-shirt idea in there, surely, somewhere. Well, it, at the very least, it needs to be a hashtag from uh, from now on. That's right. Um, <laughs> copyright. Uh, so <laughs> tell me about how, how you know, what was CrossFit for you in the beginning? How did how did you discover this thing called CrossFit? Yeah, uh, so I've, uh, I was very fortunate to sort of get on at the ground floor, I think, almost, at, uh, from an Australian standpoint. Anyway, I started uh back in september of 2010 i still remember the date it was the 24th of september 2010 was my first crossfit workout um i don't know why i remember it but i do and it was a hero workout called tyler which was sumo deadlift high pulls and muscle ups um went down to the local crossfit box um at the time and uh it was a 5 a.m session and i couldn't 
couldn't do muscle ups. I did jumping muscle ups, but I uh, I did the sumo, did the five pulls, and uh, it it floored me. It was a you know fifteen minutes of hell, and um, I never never stopped going after that. I just kept turning up, and but I was a, a rugby league player at the time. I think like a lot of uh, guys from Australia have that sort of rugby background or a sporting background that's similar, and mm. uh, I was uh, naturally competitive and and always sort of driven to do well in in the things I set out to do as a kid. You know, I was always striving to get straight A's at school and I was always striving to make representative teams with football and uh, that's always what I was sort of driven to do. So uh, the natural competitive uh, side of CrossFit really spoke to me early. Um, Mm. I was playing football for for a long time and, uh, you know, like many kids had aspirations of going on with it and playing NRL or um, a high level footy, and I was I was playing at uh, I was playing for the Ipswich Jets at the time, so um, that's kind of like I guess the level below um, NRL. I was playing sort of in their junior leagues, and um, mm-hmm. but was sort of not really getting anywhere with it. And um, you know, I think uh, you know, there's a lot of people that get to that level, but the, the next step is uh, even though you're close, it's a very big step, and not many people make that jump. So uh, yeah, I sure, of, I was kind of ready to try something new and. Um, just yeah, fell into CrossFit pretty quickly and discovered a natural aptitude for it. And um, shortly after that, sort of started you know finding YouTube videos of guys like at the time it was Jason Kalipa and Miko Salo and Chris Spieler and um, yeah, out about yeah. the games and decided that's what I wanted to do. And um, then I set myself set set out on a path to try and do that. And I was uh, very fortunate to to um, be able to do that you know on a number of occasions. Yeah, well, let's talk about those number of occasions. So, correct me if I'm wrong on any of the stats here, but nine opens, seven regionals, four games. Is that right? Uh, something like that. I'd have to. I'd have to. Yeah, it's 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 a fair few. This is my tenth season competing now, so to be that that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know I went to. I mean, I I think I've done. I've, I've been to the regionals or similar every every single year uh, since I. Uh, set out to compete my first one, which was 2011. Uh, four mm. games, three as an individual um, early on. Most recently with Project X. Yeah, and then most recently with Project X, um, which was just this season gone, which was awesome fun. So I had a bit of a hiatus in the middle of uh, games appearances and um, uh, working hard now to see if I can uh, get back there as an individual this year. Yeah, great. I've um, I, I, I got to ask, with, with Khan in a team, what's the banter like? <laughs> it's uh it's non-stop me and uh it's it's Pretty good. You know, it's, it's it's fantastic um it's honestly the the memories that i'll have from the year with project x uh, uh most of them are not going to be from the competition floor put it that way it's uh it's everything yes. else that it was all the training sessions and the travel and the the places we visited and just the time we hung out and um you know me and khan have been very good friends for for a very long time and um, on the surface, we appear to be two very, I think, different people. We're into, you know, um, you know, we sort of have uh, different lives that we both run, um, as it would appear. But when we come together, we're always, uh, we always have a great time, and we're, we're really good mates. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have gotten to know him uh, on a personal level, and he's someone that I, I really value and cherish, and someone whose friendship I hope I carry for a lot longer after this whole CrossFit thing is said and done. Yeah, well, it certainly sounds that way. So when you when you say kind of the you, people might perceive you guys to be uh, you know having different lives, you mean uh, you know most recently because of fatherhood for you? Yeah, I guess so. You know, like Khan's. Uh, I think 
it's funny because everyone sort of, I guess, looks at each other off a, from a social media standpoint these days. Of course, if you, yeah. If you if you look at Khan and 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 sort of the way you know he's he's lived over the past few years, as you know, uh, he enjoys getting out and enjoying himself and having a party and traveling and, and all that sort of stuff. Or so it would seem. And I know there's a lot more to him than that, but that's what you sort of that's what you kind of gather on social media. Whereas I'm uh, I'm a stay at home dad and I hang out in little old Mary Ipswich and train in my garage. So. Um, you know, we, we probably appear to live two very different lifestyles in two very different parts of the world. But like I said, um, for some weird reason, we connect very deeply uh, together and um, love chatting. And, you know, barely a week goes by where we don't talk to each other about something. And most of the time it's not CrossFit. So it's, um, yeah, it's good. A, a friendship I'm, I'm really lucky to have. Yeah, you guys are just on the same wavelength by the sound of it. You know, you yeah, don't need absolutely. to be in the same positions in life, just well, he's, bump into he's, someone and... He's got a he's got a puppy now, so he's practically a dad. So um, you know, ah, like oh, a fur dad. Yeah, he's a fur dad. So <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of step back. You, you mentioned you had that uh, hiatus. So you you mentioned before also you started uh, in two thousand and ten. Uh, and I've got it down that that uh, that your first uh, open submission was in two thousand and twelve. Uh, well, no, does that sound about right to you? Eleven was so my first open was two thousand eleven, um, yep. which was the was the first open. So I, I started in September of twenty ten, and that year they had like uh, sectionals and regionals, and it was before the online format came in. And then, uh, but I'd started after all that, uh, and then the first ever open was in two thousand the start of two thousand eleven, which was my first open. Um, mm-hmm. and then I competed at the regionals later that year and got spanked. Um, I came 31st, I think I was, I was very green. Um, but sort of, that was my first initiation into sort of live competition and then, uh, and then came back the next year and, um, and qualified in third. Okay. Okay. All right. Cause there was, as you say, there was, you've been to regionals every year between 2012 and 2018. Uh, yeah. that, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's correct. So regionals yeah. every year, all the way through, and then obviously since uh, the back end of last year, it's been sanctionals. So yeah, that's right. Okay, because it was third, third, second, tenth, eleventh, twenty-first, and then and then eighth in two thousand and thirteen. So what's I'm, I'm I'm interested. What um what is the situation that would take someone who has otherwise been an individual athlete and and go you know make that athlete say all right time to time to have a go at a, a team. Yeah, I think uh, for for us anyway, every I'm sure every team's different. Um, I it was definitely not on my radar last year to be going teams. I was I sort of felt like I had unfinished business as an individual, and I, I still do. Um, uh, the sort of I had a, had a good year competing uh, at the regionals, and and I took yeah I took eighth, but it was a, a very narrow. Uh, miss out on the top five. I think there was a collection of four or five of us that sort of were within like one or two points of one another. So I was I was narrowly missed out on the games and sort of felt like I was coming back into some good form and uh, and was going to compete individually. But then uh, the changes to the season came out, um, and so as soon as they came out, we I, we started sort of chatting. I got a phone call from uh, uh, Rob Downton and uh, and we were sort of chatting with Khan and Harriet and Jess and. Um, it all came about pretty quickly. Uh, the, the other thing that happened for us was two things. Is One, my wife and I knew that we were pregnant. Um, so I knew that was obviously going to affect the season uh, a little mm. bit. And we were also going on our first sort of proper family holiday for, for the first time ever. We were going to Italy for three weeks and we were going to get back like a week before the ACC. So 
with those mm. two things in mind, I, I didn't really feel comfortable competing individually at the ACC because I knew I probably wasn't going to be in the best shape. And, uh, mm. and then the team opportunity came on, came about, and I thought this is a, a you know as good a chance as ever just to dip my toe and have some fun with some really good people. And um, and then we went and did that, and we qualified, and we thought, how, why, why don't we just make a run of this and uh, and you know work hard this season and see where see how we go. So uh, it kind of just came out of nothing almost. Um, for our team anyway. And uh, I'm, yeah, I, I can't, can't sort of say where I'm going next with competing. All I know is that my next competition's in five weeks time and I'm competing individually and I'm going to do my very best there. And then, but um, teams could certainly pop up again in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, basically, I'm just uh, running with the flow at the moment, mate. Like I said, it's, I, I've, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me over the last, you know, a few months or even year or two, you know, how much longer would I, continue to compete for and i i really don't have a, a time stamp on that at the moment i'm just all i know is right now i'm enjoying myself and i'm training well and i'm feeling healthy so for as mm. long as uh for as long as i can do it and i'm enjoying myself then uh then i will and when it doesn't make sense to to do so anymore then that's when i'll stop and you won't so what what you know have, have you given any thought to what exists for you after crossfit um yeah i'm not too sure mate i think uh I, I, I think for me personally, I think I'd like to try something different um, just because CrossFit's been uh, my entire life for, for a decade now. And um, and as much as I still do love it and, and enjoy it, I think there's, you know, other other things out there that I'd like to experience. So I don't know what that is just yet, but I do think mm. that myself doing something different to, to what I'm doing now, certainly in, in 10 years' time. Um, so if I, if I look back in 10 years and I'm still doing the same thing, um, you know, well, if I'm still doing the same thing in ten years' time, then I'm 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 sure my body's not <laughs> not better for it. But um, yeah, but, you you'll know, be getting like, around like Professor. There's other, other stuff out there for me to explore as well. So, but like I said, mate, it's I'm, I'm not looking too far ahead in the future at the moment. I'm uh, I'm focused on uh, just uh, being present at the moment as a dad and being present as an athlete yep. and, and and enjoying the time as it comes. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, still still in that kind of scope, still thinking about the future. Would you ever consider study? Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I mean, I studied, I, I was going to um, always study when I, when I got out of school, I, I, I do very well in school and got good grades and was going to go and study and become a physiotherapist originally. And um, then I was playing football and I sort of was pursuing that and then fell into CrossFit and took this giant 180 turn and here we are today. So originally the plan was always, was always going to be study. And then um, I, you know, have gone on this trajectory that's vastly different to what I anticipated for myself uh, you know, uh, coming out of high school. So, um, mm. yeah, I'm, not, I'm not too sure what I would study, but um, that's definitely definitely a possibility to go back down that road again. Yeah, okay. It sounds like, you know, I guess maybe maybe physiotherapy would be too close to CrossFit. Yeah, I you know, think, where... um, and I, I really enjoy... I really enjoy the the thing I love uh, exploring and developing and and um, and really challenging at the moment is is the mental side of it, um, and that's something I'm becoming more and more passionate about. So, um, you know, who knows? It could be something in the psychology field or um, mm. something like that as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea, but uh, like I said, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, maybe need to uh, develop some sort of boutique sports psychology specifically for Australian CrossFit athletes uh, could be quite a niche market. Yeah, it's a niche market, but one that I think, uh, you know, one that I think would, would, would be quite needed. It's a, uh, it's quite a consuming sport at times. So I think uh, having someone, having someone uh, in that, 
area that could help a lot of up and coming athletes, certainly a lot of younger athletes is probably, um, probably needed. And, uh, you know, like I, I look back at when I started, I was 18 and I, I really sort of feel like I grew up in the public eye a little bit with CrossFit and, uh, had to go through a lot of stuff, um, and, and challenges sort of while I was trying to compete and, 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 and become one of the best athletes in, in the country. And, and, um, you know, that's a really daunting thing. And I, I've, I learned a lot of things the hard way and I, I had mentors coming through that helped me with things. And, um, you know, it'd be nice to be able to give that back to, to some other younger athletes coming through as well. So, you know, that, that could be a possibility. Yeah, I also think that just someone in your position of your experience would probably be very well placed to, to talk to younger athletes about the realities um, in terms of, you know, uh, what CrossFit or even just exercise, you know, competitive exercise on a, um, on a on a national scale, what that imposes psychologically upon you, you know, because um, it, uh, it, it must be a fair bit of growing up quickly, you know, uh, if, if you're a young athlete who's suddenly thrust into the limelight. Yeah, and like it's you know I think uh, and I, I definitely experienced that firsthand. You know, I, I I tasted success very early on in the piece. So you know, like I said, we competed for the first time at regionals in 2011, and then in 2012 I qualified for the games, and I was the youngest athlete in the world at the games that year. Yikes! Um, and then I qualified for three more. Sorry, I qualified for three years in a row running, and um, you know, and I was you know 18, 19, 20 years old at the time, and. And, you know, I was, I was the same as every other kid that age, you know, I, you know, I, I thought the same things and felt the same things and desired the same things. And, um, and that those things are a lot different to what I think about and feel and desire now. And, um, but it's, it was normal, normal stuff for a kid of that age. And then you, you, you couple that with the sort of the, the boom of social media and, and the mm. desire, desire to want to be the best in, in, in the world of what you do. And, and it's a it's a, a recipe that if you don't find the balance right uh, can can end in uh, heartbreak and, and disaster and and you know I, I had a few of those moments myself that I sort of went through and overcame and it took a it took a long time to get back to sort of my best and I feel like I'm there now and but that was a a, a really big period of change and growth that I had to go through and, and more so as a, a human than an athlete and um, mm. I think a lot of athletes go through that you know you see a lot of athletes come onto the scene and then they disappear and very few um, break through to the other side and, and sort of, you know, find their best. Um, a lot of people stop and, and move on and do things, um, do other things because they, you know, they feel like they don't have it anymore or whatever it may be. And I've, I've seen a lot of young uh, athletes up and coming sort of maybe not reach their full potential or, or not get to where they wanted to go just because, uh, you know, they, they hit those roadblocks. So, um, mm. it's, it's a subject I'm very passionate about and something I'm very retrospective about at the moment. And hopefully I can help some of those younger athletes coming through if they are faced with those challenges. Um, well, mate, I think we've just answered the question of what are you going to be doing post CrossFit? Because the passion in your voice there and how you described that, like that was virtually a mission, uh, statement. So, uh, there, there, yeah, oh, looks, oh, looks like oh, we've just figured out my life. for the next 10 years. <laughs> I wouldn't be spending too much energy worrying about what you're going to do. Um, so you just, you know, you mentioned there, like, um, you know, as a human, so let's, let's push on that a little bit. So what, what do you believe that your biggest strength is? So outside of CrossFit, you know, just you as a human being, what do you think, what are you most proud of about yourself? Uh, I mean, I'm 100% most proud of, uh, 
my family, obviously, my, my wife and my son, and, and my, we've got two step, well, I've got two step kids. My wife has two kids of, of uh, from a previous relationship. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, so we've got a pretty strange household in the sense that we've got, my wife's 10 years older than I am, and then uh, and the kids are sort of in that 10 year age bracket younger than I am, and then we've got a, and then we've got a seven month old as well. And um, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm most proud that we have a, a healthy and happy family, and uh, it's, that's the, you know, the best part of my day is getting to, spend time with them and, and, and be a dad and be a husband. And um, uh, that's definitely something I'm most proud of. And then I guess for me, like it, I've always been, uh, I've always tried to just be a, a good person and um, you know, I'm not, I'm not intensely religious or spiritual or anything like that, but I've always tried to just be a really good person and, uh, and help others um, help others when I can. And um, I, I know for me, um, it, something I'm passionate about is, is, using my uh, limited i guess i don't know what the word is but notoriety at the moment and my time in the spotlight for, for good when i can and um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know like it's i i know that this this time where people give a shit about who i am is, is going to be short-lived and and you know it's sometime down the track it, i'm not going to have as much pull or as much reach with the public as i do now and so it's important for me to be able to use that uh, space for good um, so I, I'm proud of the fact that I've got to help other people, um, from my position and, uh, and, and, and most proud, obviously that I'm a, uh, a, a family man first and foremost. Yeah. So following on from that again, you know, with, 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 you know, social media and that sort of thing, uh, do you think, or, or have you had any experience with there being a, a misunderstanding about you with people getting the wrong end of the stick? with an aspect of, of you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, like I said, I, I mean, I look back now and I think, uh, I think about the person I was early on in the piece and, um, you know, I'm the same guy, but I, I have certainly grown up and developed and matured a lot over the past 10 years. Um, so I don't know if my view of myself is different to other people's view of me. And, you know, I, I look back and think, Oh, you know, people might've got, the idea of me or who I am or what I'm about wrong back in the day, but maybe I've just changed or maybe I've just grown. I'm not too sure, but um, like, I, I certainly think, uh, you know, social media provides a very limited snapshot of, of everybody's lives on a day-to-day basis. And, um, and outside of social media, the majority of people, the only time you'll see me is on a competition floor and, and me on the competition floor is very different to me off the competition floor. You know, I, I, I enter a, I enter a persona that I think is necessary for me to get the best out of myself. And, um, you know, some people might view that as, you know, he's cocky or he's arrogant or whatever it may be, but you know, that's just, that's just the, the persona that I think I need to adopt to get the best out of myself and, um, and be competitive on, on the floor. So I guess, um, those, those couple of things are probably things that may be misunderstood about me in the past, but I think, um, you know, I try to be very real and honest and, um, in, in the way I approach social media and use social media these days. And I think, it's probably more apparent the kind of person I, I am um, through the, the sort of things I post and, and, and the things I include myself in. And um, hopefully people can see that, uh, like I said, my, my goal is to use my position for good and try and help people out and, and enjoy myself as much as possible when I've got that time on the comp floor. Yeah. I, so just touching on, you know, this, uh, this uh, persona that you, you adopt, do you think that that's something that just worked once and now you default to that in, in comp time? Yeah, a little bit. I think um, 
I think early on in the piece, like when I started, um, you know, I was a young kid, like I said, and I'm trying to make my mark and I'm trying to mix it with these, these, these big dogs on the floor at the time. And so it's almost like a fake it till you make it scenario. You know, you've got to come out and uh, chest puffed out and confident and you're ready to hit this, but we're really under, under the surface, you know, like I was shitting bricks, like, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm mm. going and competing against the best in the country. And then, and then at the, at the games, the best in the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm terrified of, 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 you know, failing or not being good enough or whatever it may be. And so the persona of sort of creating this uh, unbreakable sort of um, confident athlete um, was probably something that I, uh, had to do to, to, you know, be able to step up to the plate back in the day. And I think um, there are still elements of that when I come out and compete because I think you need to be confident and uh, you've, you've got you've to have a, a certain belief in yourself to be able to do certain things on the comp floor, particularly when the chips are stacked against you. Um, but like I said, uh, as much as I've changed as a human over the last 10 years, I think I've probably changed a bit as an athlete as well. And, you know, I, I think I'm a lot more relaxed and... Um, and measured on the on the comp floor these days, I'm probably not as hasty. I don't make as many stupid decisions, and um, I think uh, that's probably apparent as well. If you if you watch footage of me, you know, five, six, seven years ago versus footage of me now, I think uh, I think that would appear pretty uh, pretty different. So, um, and I'm and I'm proud that I've, I'm proud mm. that I've learnt to sort of find my place, and um, I think I've I think I've sort of figured out the, the right balance between the two. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So. You know, you're talking about kind of you know uh, uh, behavior on the on on the floor, as it were. Yep. When you know when, when people come to see you at a comp, hopefully at the ACC in March, what is it that you want to bring? What is it that you want those people to walk away with when they watch Brandon Swan? You know, what qualities would you want them to take away from that? Uh, that's a very good question. I uh, first and foremost, I think it's important for people to understand just how grateful I am to be out there and in that position. I, I really am these days. I, I, I thank myself, thank my stars every day that I get to do what I do. So, um, you know, every time I, I step on the floor, I, I, I make a, I make a note to myself just to take certain little things in about, about each, each time I get to step out there. So I, I would say first and foremost, I'm just, I'm grateful to be out there. Um, but I also am, equally uh eager to test myself and sort of just and and see how far i can go and 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 get the very most out of myself i used to compete to beat other people and 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 now i i compete to i compete to see how far i can push myself it's 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 a very different um i guess um motivation it's more more intrinsic than it than it used to be it used to be about used to be about beating other people now it's about just um personal growth and, and 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 you know if that ends up uh if that ends up with me being on top of the podium then so be it and if it doesn't then you know if i've gotten the best out of myself then i can't be upset yeah yeah that's a, that sounds like a, and once again a very health, healthy outlook to have <laughs> so if we were kind of uh you know following on from that you know what it is that you want the people to to see and to get a feel for when they when they watch you yeah. compete it sounds like one of the key words there would as you say would be grateful to be there but perhaps also uh you know another another quality that you would want associated with yourself is uh you know like push you know like always maybe just strive yeah, you know, always just, striving just, i think yeah I'm, I'm, i guess the two words would be grateful and driven would be if i could if i could sum it mm-hmm. up in two words so uh let's make it really cool. like favorite protein oh, flavor uh, 
can I be boring and say vanilla because it's because it's adaptable? I, uh, I vanilla Not at all. I get to, I don't know. Just like for me, like I, I, you know, if I have a shake or if I have oats or whatever it may be, I'm mixing protein in. You know, you can never go wrong with vanilla. You can add other flavors in, but um, that's probably like my. That's that. That is super boring. Vanilla is actually like the the, the word we use for boring, isn't it? Like it's that's that's that's, that's, that's awful. But, that's, um, that's but true. if I was gonna if I was gonna have a bit of fun, it'd probably be strawberries and cream. From, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's when you're True kicking uh, kicking your heels up. Favorite kids movie. Uh favorite kids movie. Um, I love The Grinch. Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Or uh, Mulan is the other one. Big fan of Mulan. Yeah. All right. Well, kudos to you for being the first person to not say Lion well, King. Well, I mean, <laughs> Lion King's amazing, but um, yeah, but yeah, it just, is. You know, it's you know, it's everybody's favorite. So I thought I'd come out come out with some new stuff. Yeah, good, good. Keep the people okay. guessing. Favorite uh, splurge food? Pizza. That was easy. Yeah, that I was easy. I, I think we've already, yeah, we've already spoken about trash talk. You're a fan? I am a huge fan of trash talk. I love it. I encourage it. Now, I, uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be using plenty of it um, in four weeks' time. But where, here's the interesting question where does it stop? At what point are you? Are you? Does, is it only because you're too puffed to do it that it stops, or there is a is there a line somewhere where you go? You know what? Probably should just focus on what I'm doing now. Yeah, I think um, it, oh, it's it's very situational, obviously. But I uh, I think I probably use it a lot more these days again because I'm more relaxed than I used to be. Like I probably I probably the reasons for why I use it are different. The the times for why I use it are different to, to when I used to be. But um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Like it's uh, even with the right people, it, it might not even stop on the comp floor, you know, like, yeah, you know, I think me and Zeke were uh, doing a, a snatch ladder and he, he just pipped me at the end of it. And, you know, like the, the trash talk was going right up until the, the buzzer. And then we, we, we did a snatch ladder for a minute and then like it was, it was on as soon as we both crossed the line again. So like it's uh and the, the only reason we weren't trash talking in the middle is because we had to hit some very heavy lifts and uh, it required a fair bit of focus, but that was even on the floor. So I, come ACC time, who knows? It might, um, it might come out mid-workout. We'll see. Oh, very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm keen. I, I think it's the, the best part of the game, personally. So, uh, favourite CrossFit box rule? Oh, favourite CrossFit box rule. Mm, I mean, I don't know if it's a rule, but, like, it's, you know, the, the, in terms of, like, it's kind of – you see it a lot when it comes to CrossFit gyms is leave your ego at the door. I think that's, um, that's a good one. Um, yep. I think it's probably my favourite because, you know, like, it's – it can it can it can save your body from a lot of injuries to one, but um, you know, like it's um, I think it's important for people just to always be uh, always be a student and always be ready to learn and 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 be ready to accept that there's going to be people out there that are better than you at certain things, and um, rather than uh, letting your ego get in the way of, of growing and and becoming better, you you know, if you can if you can leave that behind and be a student and 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 figure out what's going to make you better, then you're only gonna you're only gonna improve at a much faster rate. Um, so that's probably my favourite. We've been going for, for for a little over half an hour now, and I, I, there is so much more I could ask you, but I really do feel like we've got a bit of a picture of, of who you are now, the man that is maybe not the thing that we see in, in, in social media. Um, thank you for your time, uh, especially you know in the in the environment you're at at home right now. Free time is is not a, a um, you know a commodity that's just lying around on the ground. So I do appreciate you taking the time. It'll be good to good to catch up and chat and. And it'll be it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to the event.